Monica. Well, my wife, I, I wear these. Uh, are we on now? Let's do it. You know, I always like to start a podcast with a as if we 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 are already having a an existing conversation. So it's almost like you just discovered us at a cafe somewhere. Who are these guys? Uh, this is the podcast guys. This is the uh, conversation. The, way, the the name of this should be Hey, let's have a con- who likes to talk. Hey, who enjoys cat? Don't look at your watch. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. I gotta happen. know what time we start. Oh, okay, but no, no, no. You don't have to look at your watch like you're Jim Carrey in the movie The Watch. What? Where you have to go, and I just made that up <laughs> with your slapstick. Uh, but I always like to. Uh, I don't know what I was saying now. Uh, I don't. I'm going to hop in. How about right, that? Hop in. This is. Uh, we are kind of in the middle of a conversation. This is no laugh track podcast. I got it now. Yeah, I remember now. I watch TV with my headphones on. Yeah. At home, so I don't bother my wife. And she says, when I watch TV with my headphones on, I eat as if I'm uh, uh, like I'm in a, a cartoon about eating. I you know, do a lot of smacking sounds because <laughs> I can't hear how loud I am. And you know what? This is the kind of information the ladies love. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. What's the name of the podcast? No laugh track. I don't like it. I know. <laughs> How's my timing? I'm gonna constantly. I don't. Does Derek like to be re- 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 referred to? It doesn't matter. It you does can't. not matter because yeah. I will refer to Derek yeah. every 14 seconds. Yeah. Right, Derek. Yep. All right. Yeah. No, I. Uh, I actually listened. Uh, your name's Andy Kindler. I'm Justin Severson. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Andy Kindler and Justin Severson, and the name of the show is... No Laugh Track Podcast, okay. Acme's. Yeah. And uh, you, last time you were here, check this out. Today's episode 106. Right. Guess which one you were on last time. Uh, uh, um, uh, 06. 50, oh, uh, 53. 53. Go ahead. It's exactly doubled. Huh? I can't believe it. That is almost the least exciting uh, mathematical <laughs> coincidence. No, I like it. I like it a lot. I will also be here on uh, two twelve. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and I will also be back for four 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 twenty four <laughs> when I'm retired. I'm never going to stop playing Acme. I'm going to be the this year coming to Acme, the eighty year old comic. And my whole bit is about the old days of comedy. Isn't that sad? Is it sad? Or is it something to look forward to? Your first episode was actually negative 22. That's right. That's where we started. Was that the Zygote series? <laughs> That's right. No, a lot of people wonder, when are you going to... They say to me, when am I going to stop doing stand-up? They ask me a lot. <laughs> Do is, they? Yeah, it's off-putting. <laughs> and I can't believe it. Like, I come, sometimes I think, you know, like right now I'm like 27 years old. What will, <laughs> what what will happen if I'm still doing this 20 years from now? <laughs> I mean, shouldn't I be playing big theaters? I don't want to play big theaters. I turned them down. I got a call from the what's the big thing here? The uh, uh, Z- Verizon Theater? Verizon Dome. Oh, uh, the XL Energy Center. Yes, they wanted to. They wanted to book me. I said. I said no. And basically, because I don't like to sit in an empty theater. <laughs> you know, they could put a curtain down to make it look smaller. That's it. People. Every club I've ever played either has a curtain or they buy a curtain while I'm there. <laughs> I was here last night, as you know. We spoke. We I, kill, I killed. If anyone wasn't here last night, I killed. I mean, sometimes the crowds here, uh, I have to. They, the, the the health department comes in, and they say uh, we're worried that people might faint, uh, or bust a gut, split a rib, and they say uh, they often say to me, "Take it down a notch." Do you, does every joke have to be boom, boom, bangy, bangy, bang, bang? You know, you can tickle a rib. Yes. But you don't want to break that rib. I often reach into people's uh, rib area. I hate to get technical. <laughs> and I, I pull out a rib. And I make a joke about Adam, and then I move on. <laughs> 
You're laughing the way everybody in this room should be laughing. There's nobody here. There's nobody and here. still I'll blame the crowd. <laughs> Why aren't they with us here? Yeah. What's the matter with you chairs? What are you, upholstered? <laughs> this guy knows what I'm talking about. He has a tuck and buckle. What is it called? Whipple and buckle? What's it called? Uh, no idea. Tuck and, you know it is. Tuck and roll a car. Tuck and roll. Come on, Derek. You're a car. You used to hang out with Jay Leno on one of those cars that ran on uh, green tomato juice. <laughs> All right. Let's start. Let's kick it off. People have already shut off the radio. No, they haven't. They don't have radios, do they? Anymore? They've uh, thrown their iPod out the window okay. at this point. <laughs> you're, you're nibbling on your muffin. What kind of muffin is that? Uh, folks, let's just say I'm nibbling on my muffin, okay? That's in the euphemism. <laughs> you figure out what that means. Any of you people nibbling on your muffin? I'm having a chocolate chip muffin from the organic uh, place down the street. It's very good. I recommend it. Yummy. <laughs> Yummy. I don't think... Uh, so we've talked on this podcast two times already, actually. And uh, yeah. I don't know if this has ever come up. When you search your name on... Uh, oh, I know what I was doing. I was looking for... Uh, um, We'll get to this. A movie I watched that you're in, as I talked about... Uh, with movie? Myself. I'm in a movie? A documentary. Oh, I, I am comic. I am comic. Right. We'll get to that. But uh, when I searched online to find a, a copy of that so I could watch it, the first thing... Do you have any idea? I have the Amazon On Demand. Mm-hmm. You know the first thing that comes up when you search Andy Kindler on Amazon On Greatest Demand? Greatest comedian ever? What does it say? <laughs> It links to everything you know they have that you've been in in their library. And the first one they have is uh, Martin, season two. Oh, <laughs> the, that was unbelievable. That's ep- my first acting job. The episode "To Kill a Talking Bird." To kill a talking bird, I'll remember it like it was yesterday. I didn't watch it because they're charging a dollar ninety nine an episode. Uh, believe me, they. I would not pay that from that episode of me. You know what I'm saying? I'm in one scene. Sure, if I was in the whole episode, I'd kick in one ninety nine. I play. A, what if that character would have took off? It did take off. It was not never rebooked. <laughs> uh, my friend John Ridley, John Ridley, who wrote the uh, movie Twelve Years a Slave, he adapted the screenplay. Yeah, used to be. I like. I'm gonna be dropping names. I'm gonna be dropping names, and you know who hates when I do that? Zach Galifianakis, <laughs> oldest joke in the world. Actually, people call me the oldest joke in the world. Now look. <laughs> now look. Uh, he wrote for the show. Okay. So I've ne- there's never been anything I've ever. Maybe I, I wonder if I auditioned for it. I don't think I get things from auditioning for it. It's always recommendations. Yeah. It's not who you know. It's who you haven't pissed off. Right. <laughs> I like that one. Every year I come here, and uh, but I never write anything down. I should listen to it later. Not going to happen. I listened back to our uh, previous, the episode fifty three earlier today. As a sleep aid? <laughs> it was, I, I remember having fun at the time. You, we did have fun. Yeah. Yeah. You even complimented me afterwards, but no one knows that because the mics were off. What did I say? So if you have any compliments Oh, yeah. I did time, have a, Yeah. I yeah. mentioned that. Make the, sure we leave the mics on when you, uh, you know, if you have any compliments. That's, part, you, of, uh, uh, the, it's, that's part of our show, the continuing conversation. That's right. That's right. Um, so anyway, I played a, 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 a clerk in a, in a pet store. And, um, on Martin. Yeah. And he comes in like, oh, ah, it was pretty good. <laughs> he was fun to work with. No, no, work, no working with Martin Lawrence since then? I've not worked with Martin Lawrence since then. Just think if that role would have taken off, though. Imagine the crowds here. The, uh, yes. The diverse crowds. Imagine if anything I've done had taken off. <laughs> we wouldn't be talking right now. <laughs> I'd be in the green room of the, uh, of the Who Dome? Yeah, XL. The XL. The XL Is that Energy XL Center? Like, uh, the the, like spreadsheets? 
No, XL, like that's the name of the local power company. Oh, because I'm playing at the PDF Dome. Oh, that's and, right. uh, Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing at, at the JPEG Arena. <laughs> I'm playing at the, can't think of one more computer term. Uh, uh, floppy disk. Floppy disk house of humor. That's right. Everything's sponsored today. I'm sponsored today. I My don't... walk over here was sponsored by Menon. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's... Nobody knows me. Derek, these kids today, doesn't know from... Derek's left, right? I, no, I still see you half still see him? Yeah. Is he watching TV? Derek doesn't even know what Menon is. You know, you know what's... Uh, someone on Facebook the <coughs> other day posted a picture of... Um, oh, what was it? Remember that Smells Like Teen Spirit, the, um, mm-hmm. the uh, deodorant for ladies? Oh, so, no. Some girl posted a picture of that. And was making some joke about how I don't I don't know what the reference was, but I saw it, and then in small letters underneath, uh, "Smells Like Teen Spirit," it says "By Menon." <laughs> so my I know "By Menon." Yeah. So my comment afterwards was, of course, "By Menon," and I'm like, right. and immediately I thought, no one's gonna laugh at that. No one's gonna get it. it I got, know. It got one like. Well, you know, it should have gotten more. <laughs> uh, you know what Derek's doing now? He's listening to another podcast as he's working on this one. <laughs> Which one is that? No comment. He's really into it. He's not even paying attention. He really is. He's going to kill me after this. He said, would you please stop referring to me <laughs> on stage, in the news? I know that for a fact that Derek's biggest fear is that I don't show up for this sometime and that he is going to be forced to sit in. Oh, that's the show. Yeah. That is the show right there. Yeah. <laughs> that will never get in the air. <laughs> so let's talk about this one. I am comic. I watched that. I'm, I'm four years behind on everything pop culture. Yeah. So I think that came out in 2010. Yeah, from Jordan Brady, who was, a, was actually a comedian, very funny comedian, and then got into uh, making, uh, directing and stuff. And in fact, he directed many, many years ago, uh, a long time ago, he directed this thing where uh, a woman's watching TV, and uh, it was like a sketch thing. He, a woman's watching TV, and she, goes, uh, and she sees a comic on TV, which is me, and then she goes, oh, comics... They seem so funny. I, I bet they'd be great to uh, date or something. And then all of a sudden I appear in her bedroom. And it was very funny. And it was Mariska Hargitay. Yeah, Hargitay. Hargitay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when she was like in her 20s. But she was hot. She was very beautiful. Yeah. And she also thought I was handsome, she said, in my head that yeah. I made up. <laughs> you always have to make up the ending to an anecdote. You know, you just said, uh, in your head, isn't she the one whose mother... Mickey Hardigay, she was married. Uh, her mother was, her father was Mickey Hardigay, and her mother. Who, I don't Wasn't there think. someone in her? One of her relatives was decapitated or something. All right, and now we'll move on to the next <laughs> section of the show. That's the worst interview question I've ever heard. Wasn't someone in her family decapitated? And we'll be back with more hideous ways to take a conversation. <laughs> I don't have any information about that. Thank you for ruining the memory of my original story. I'm sorry. She's still attractive, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I am comic. That it, uh, that that's the thing where this guy Jordan goes in. Uh, he basically interviewed you and a million other comics about and, what it's um, like to be on the road with Rich Scheidner, who was a brilliant comic. When I started out, Rich Scheidner was one of the one of the guys who was like amazing. It was very thought. He was just. Uh, Unbelievable! I was very influenced by. I just was uh, inspired by him. Yeah, he was uh, had a bunch of Tonight Show appearances mm-hmm. and all. And that then stuff. he went to sitcom writing. So I have a couple questions based on what I saw in the I Am comic. Um, 
one of the things they talked at the time they talked to Jim Gaffigan and you know he had to comment about how every time he walks anywhere people yell out hot pockets and I assume even though it's four years later he probably still has to deal with that yeah how would if yeah. How would it? How would you deal with an Andy Kindler catchphrase that you always well, had to deal with? Uh, well, it happens, it happens to me all the time. I walk down the street and people uh, yell out to me, "Joke didn't go anywhere. <laughs> didn't get laughs. Hey, hey, there's the guy who we didn't get his material guy. <laughs> Again, the core. How, Mike? How many years later has it been, and you can't get a guy with WD forty down here? Do you? What are you recording? Is this where you do a haunted house every Halloween? <laughs> I love that sound so much. Tales from the crypt. It hasn't changed. Yeah, in two years that I've been doing this. Derek, did you? Are you going to take that out in the edit? <laughs> in that in that documentary, they mentioned a comedy condo. Yes. Do you still have to stay? Oh, you know in- who was in there? Nikki Glaser, who I love, was in that. Yes. Yeah, she's great. Yes. Have you ever had to stay in a comedy condo? When I started comedy, I started comedy, as I've been joking in my act, I've been doing comedy for over 28 years, which means I've been doing it for over 30. Right. And when I started, in 1987, April of 1987 was the first time I went on the road, and they were all comedy condos back then. And, of course, the word condo is misleading. Because I think condo sounds like uh, you own it somehow, or they own it, and it's high class. They were terrible, and uh, you know, they were uh, I, they were cleaned up by the maybe the bartender after <laughs> he drank a gallon of whiskey. Yeah. And they and they and you, you always question whether the sheets were changed. And there was always rules. Throw out the existing condiments was a rule in the refrigerator. Really, you don't want. A road comics mayonnaise from the week before. No, that's get true. it out. Yeah, and the, the worst uh, gig I ever did was uh, the comedy barn in Jackson, Mississippi. Sounds nice. Yeah, I mean that. And what what a better name! And the uh, apartment was terrible. And the uh, uh, the condo had a had carpet in the bathroom. Ooh, yeah, that's not good. Ooh, you don't need it. You can't get that clean. You can't get it clean. So yeah, that's that's what we had to stay with, and then there would always be fights. Like the headliner would try to get the biggest room, and it was very depressing. It's interesting though because club owners uh, back then uh, were so famous for treating the comics so nice. <laughs> There's a famous story about the uh, club owner who ripped the thermostat off the wall so the comics couldn't adjust the temperature. Did you stay there? I did stay there. You know, you know what? Uh, you don't need to be warmer in the winter. You'll be happy. <laughs> Stick on a coat. What was it set at? Do you remember? Couldn't. How would you know? The, <laughs> it would have been ripped off the wall. <laughs> I can't tell by looking at two hanging wires. Well, was there frost on the walls or were there... What am I, Columbo? Condensation? No, there was... I wish there had been. There was so many... I mean, there was so much... And one time I was in a, a, a club and I asked... A, and, uh, at the condo, and it was terrible. So I asked the guy who booked the room, I said... Uh, can I get a hotel? And he said, I, I sorry, we don't have the budget for that. Is there anything else I can do? I say, what do you mean anything else you can do? Like take a picture of a hotel and send it to me? I'm not hearing any laughs at all. I, 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 there should be a laugh track or something. Uh, ah! Hey! And then the other thing in that movie, uh, you were a camera on stage. Yes, that was a cool thing. Was that a GoPro? Probably not. It was a, a bigger camera. It was pretty big. Yeah. And they used about two seconds of that footage of you. What I happened I should have been there? in that movie more. What happened? 
Did that work? Did you really have the camera on mm-hmm. your head for the whole set? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I did because it wasn't really about the set so much. I think I did a short set anyway. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was. I was like, they're only, they used about two seconds of it. So he's funny, Jordan Brady. He's got. He's got interest. He's got cool ideas. And then, did you now? Maybe this is a really stupid question, but I'm full of those. Did you ever actually watch the full documentary? Mm-hmm. I want your thoughts on that comedy that laugh analyzer that they did. Oh, do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm sorry, I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm still eating a muffin. Yes, I did see that. Uh, yeah, it was with uh, what was it? Oh, they timed the uh, the laughter in the breaks. Uh, you know, after the punchline. Yes, and they, they timed. Uh, 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 the reaction to, from the crowd, and if you got, I don't know this arbitrary numbers, but if it was over 30, right. then you're worthy of headliner. You have headliner material. And then, yes. they, and then they had the guy come in. And, and, he, and decide or something? No, or? Uh, um, and he scored like a 12. Oh, the actual comic came yeah. in? Yeah, oh, wow. The, now I've already forgotten his name. The, this, the, the old guy that they followed and tried to make a comeback. Rich Scheidner. Rich Scheidner, yeah. The old guy. You are not going to make any friends with people. <laughs> no. No. You know... That thing was bogus, but I did an NPR show with this guy named uh, Scott Weems, and he was very interesting. He was doing um, – experimenting with why people laugh and uh, you know things that happen in the brain, and that was – I thought was actually an interesting uh, book, The Science of Laughter or something like that. Okay. Now, you recently – you just did Letterman back in May. Yeah. When you time, Did you time that out with laughs? To no, but I timed that out uh, very much – that's like a – uh, the short set thing, I think, is hard for any, almost any comedian, unless you're like Stephen Wright or, or Mitch Hedberg or you know somebody who. Or it's just jokes, jokey joke, joke. Well, they're just also just because they're all short jokes mostly. Yeah, it's easier to gauge. Like with my thing, you know, maybe I'm going to comment on it and all this stuff. You know, I don't want to go over. Yeah. So it's very very hard to um, uh, put it together that way. And would you ask me? Did I use the a uh, Letterman? Did I did I use the thing? You yeah. asked no, me? did you? You know, when you uh, prepared your set. Right. Do you time? Do you? Uh, oh, time the laughs. No, yeah, yeah. no. I try to pause though. I try and pause, yeah. uh, which is always weird. Like when you're practicing in the in the mirror, and you you say, "Well, how how big of a uproarious laughter will this get?" And then you time it. Now, when you say practice in the mirror, does anybody really practice in the mirror? No, but I thought it would help the story. Yeah. <laughs> I want to picture that. I want to picture comedians practicing the mirror. I yeah. No, I never practice in a mirror, but I do practice in the shower. I do, do my set in the shower a lot. Really? Mm-hmm. Five-minute showers? <laughs> no. I uh, do it five times in the shower. <laughs> Your set on Letterman, by the way, was awesome. It was fan-fucking-tastic. I was so excited about it. I was thrilled about it. Will, so. the, will there be another appearance before he's gone? Um, I think there will. Yeah. I, I do. I really do. Because they've been very nice to me about, like, when I have new stuff to go on, you know? And he hasn't... I don't think, I don't think he's still announced when he's actually stopping. Yeah. I don't think I've heard that either. We know it's next year, but it could be right. like... And actually, you know, it, it is, cr- in a way, and not just in a way, in many ways, crush- you know, it's crushing because I want him to be on forever. Right. But the fact that Stephen Colbert is coming in, I think it was like... You like that. I love it. Because, not, you know, as I've said ad infinitum, uh, Letterman, there was no question that Johnny Carson wanted Letterman to get the Tonight Show. The Universe wanted Letterman to get the Tonight Show. And they gave it to Leno. It was a, it was a tr- tragic mistake. Yeah. And he basically dumbed down the audience. So there's no question about it. You know, one, one of the reasons I'm convinced that Conan had problems when he went into that slot, uh, beyond all the monkeying around that they did 
with yeah. him uh, was that the the crowd that the, the the crowd that likes Leno they're not I'm not saying they're not bright or whatever but they're not they're just want people who watch TV. like I made a joke that the people who need to go to sleep at 11:45 you know so they are and they put the they put the TV should we watch Letterman no it's too funny it could stimulate me put on <laughs> Leno and I'll just uh, gently fall asleep to a Lindsay Lohan joke <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so um, what we're talking about, my mind is blank again. What would you say about uh, – oh, yeah, no, I, am, I am excited about Colbert. Very excited about Colbert because I think that's the – I think of any you – know, I would say Colbert is up there with my favorite comedians. I just really? think he's – oh, I think he's great. I really – why are you acting so shocked? I don't know because I, I haven't noticed a lot of people being excited about that as a replacement. There's so many people questioning how he'd handle it not being in you know this character that he does on Comedy Central. Well, I think it was like a, a, a situation where it, it's going to be great because I think he's the greatest. And when he gives interviews, when he um, does interviews, he's great. Because he's obviously extremely knowledgeable, mm-hmm. um, Colbert. And I think that even if he hadn't taken over, I don't think he could do the sh- Colbert forever, you know? The, the character? Yeah. Oh, no. So, Absolutely not. And I think his sensibilities are not, not – he's not like Letterman, but it's still very – I don't know. I hate when people say smart comedy because mm-hmm. I don't think it's an intellectual thing. It's more like a you have to listen to it thing. You know, it's a, a sensibility thing. But I think they have, he has that kind of sensibility. What was your first late night appearance on TV? I was on a show called Comedy on the Road with John Biner. Uh, which was a uh, John Biner with a comedian. Yeah. And uh, he hosted this show, and it was on, I think it was, I don't know if it was on A&E, but it was, uh, it was one of these things where he hosted, and then they had a celebrity host too. So it was a uh, pitcher for the Oakland Athletics. I can't remember his name. Uh, he was on one of those championship teams, so he hosted it. And uh, it, it went well. It went well. Which uh, doesn't always happen when something happens first. I, and I've had some terrible – early on I had some bad appearances, mostly because one time my mind went completely blank. Really? Yeah. That happened to me, frighteningly enough, that happened to me not in this last Letterman appearance but the one before it, where my mind went completely blank. On stage? Yes. During a TV set. I knew – because on Letterman you don't use bullet points. He, it's not that he says you cannot use bullet points. But I know that – I don't know if he, if he specifically isn't crazy about it, but it's like you, know, you, should know your, you should know your jokes type of thing. Yeah. And so it just became a thing where I never asked for them. So in that case, I kind of memorize uh, – it's also a short set, so it shouldn't be that hard. But mm-hmm. my, my mind plays tricks with me, and I, and I have ADD, so my mind goes blank. So I knew the, what the title of the bit was. It was about Michelangelo. Yeah. I could not for the life of me – Remember what it was, what the bit was, and so, and so it seemed like it was about an hour, but it was only about ten seconds. And then I remembered. Oh wow! And my friend Jeremy Weiner, who writes for the show, he he, he noticed it, but most people didn't notice it. Oh wow! You know? And the whole like day, or, or the, I think it was one of those things where I, I taped it on Thursday. It was shot on Friday. I was just agonizing the whole time. What will it look like? You know? And they leave it in. Well, well, but it wasn't anything noticeable. There would have been nothing to take out. Because it was like this. I'll tell you what it was. He was like, I went like this. I got a laugh from whatever I did. I went, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> I said, clear my throat a lot. And then I remembered. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But to me, it seemed like four hours. 
Agonizing. I was just about ready to go on to the next bit. Thank God I remember what the next bit was. You know, one more thing about that uh, documentary. Roseanne was on there quite a bit. Oh, I don't remember that. I I guess I do remember it, but I don't. And she said about appearing on Carson that a big laugh on Carson uh, felt better than sex. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've never had sex, but I hear that's true. (laughs) A big laugh during sex is better than watching Carson. I don't know. I was trying to make a joke. That should be my memoir. I was trying to make a joke. joke. (laughs) The Andy Kinlan story. You did I? Are you really have a new CD coming out? Yes, at the end of this year will be a new CD. It was supposed to be out by now. It's on AST Records. It'll be called "Hence the Humor." There you go. And it is also available on vinyl for those people who have no desire to listen to it. <laughs> uh, and uh, I don't think anyone who has bought a comedy vinyl record has ever listened to it. I, it's, it's a souvenir item. I own, yeah. No, yeah, we've been talking about that uh, a bit on the podcast recently, about how CDs are kind of dying out. And, what? Uh, I'm it, making a CD. No, but it's, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's the, the material is what matters. It doesn't matter how it's delivered to people. You know, If they want it, they're going to buy it. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that because I grew up in the albums when there were still albums. So I kind of loved, part of the experience to me was reading the liner notes on albums and looking at them. And you, you put them on. The first time you put on something, you're kind of looking at that. I agree. I still so, do. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm of the age. I'm still old. You know. I still buy them. But I, I, get, buy I get your point, though. It's just by nature of the business, a lot of people are going to digitally download something. Yeah. I own one comedy album, and it has not been opened. It has not been opened. Yeah. Because it's a Carrot Top's uh, prop record. Uh, maybe later today. It would be a fun game, folks, for those of you at home who are listening to this. I <laughs> like you're listening. Uh, is to put in, interject the joke, a funny joke in the areas where I am obviously struggling. <laughs> that would be fun. You come, up, you come up with the joke, is what I say. Why does that door look like it's leading to a, 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 a coal-burning pizza oven? It does. Yeah. Those of you at home who can't see this, kiss my ass. <laughs> you, uh, that, that's where they serve up sarsaparillas. That's what it looks like to me. <laughs> right? I don't, I'd like to have a sarsaparilla. They have delif- delicious root beer here. You know they, that, right? Is it 1919? Yeah. I love 1919 uh-huh. root beer. Yeah. Uh-oh. You uh-huh. might change me from Red Bull. Uh-huh. You're, I noticed you're still drinking the Red Bulls. Not right now, I but am. last night you have one on stage. The doctors say uh, I'm, it's probably going to kill me, and I tell them some things are worth making a sacrifice for. Right. And I love taurine. <laughs> I don't know about you. I, I drink it for the taurine. You know they, I've, uh, of course. You know they have Red Bull here at the club, and sometimes I drink one during the podcast. And uh, comedian Cy Amundsen, who's been on the show a couple times, teases me uh, from drinking it, and then says, "Like, what are you, a fifteen-year-old? Is your skateboard outside?" Wow. Yeah. And that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's another thing where he's trying to stick it to you because mm-hmm. you're uh, an older person like me. Yeah. Unbelievable. How old is he? Twelve? Younger than both of us. All right. I don't know why I'm anti-Sci all of a sudden. <laughs> I think I see him tomorrow. I think I heard yeah. that. <clears throat> I heard that. We're not going to mention that. We're not going to plug other podcasts here. That's no not what we're about. Mm-mm. No way, man. No way. No way. I've been watching the uh, Netflix series Derek with my girlfriend recently. And what's your take? I like it. You do? Mm-hmm. 
And and you? Um, For those I, that don't know, Derek is a character played by Ricky Gervais, written, produced, directed. Yes. I haven't seen a lot of it, you haven't which seen makes of it. it a lot easier. I've seen clips from it. Yeah. And, uh, and I always feel if I see something, then I might not be able to mock it as much. But I find him to be so... Uh, What's the word? Obno- is, is obnoxious it? Is it uh, he's an egomaniacal, narcissistic blowhard, that kind of a thing? I used to be – it's always painful when uh, someone you loved turns into what seems to be a jerk. I loved him so much, the original Office. I thought it was the greatest oh, show okay. of all time. So your opinion has changed. Oh, that and that is almost always – not almost always, like – one of the reasons why I went after Adam Sandler was because I thought he was so hilarious as a comedian and Saturday Night Live, I loved him. And then all of a sudden, he started cranking out these terrible movies. Yeah. And I just felt like uh, somebody had to say something. <laughs> None of his friends will. None of his sure. friends, no, because he surrounds himself with people who won't say anything. Right, right, right. So I I can't get past what, – what is he – what is the character? Is he saying that the character – has uh, some kind of learning difficulty. What is it? What's the point of the character? And why does the character have a, a, a bad haircut? What? How is that? What expertise? What insights does he have into that kind of condition to be coming up with that character? It just seems wrong to me. Yeah, I've only. Uh, uh, and also, they shove it. Down, he shoves everything down your throat on his Twitter page. I've never seen anybody. He has four or five like fan accounts. I'm not saying he controls them, but he retweets them as if, oh, look, these people also like it. Oh, you mean Gervais fan art? <laughs> Gervaisaholics? They also like it? Wow, you're really getting some good feedback on it. Um, what did you like about it? Uh, I, you know, like you, I, I first liked him from watching the original Office. Yeah. The BBC version of The Office. I've loved that. Um, yeah. And uh, what, what was the other show? Extras. I liked. I've liked a lot of stuff. Extras. I thought was was uh, was uh, not as good as the Office, but there were some good things in it. Even yeah. the podcast he did, and I like uh, Carl that he yeah. works with. I loved. I even and I love that animated show when it came out. Yeah. But then when you see the way he at at some point it seems like he's like at some point that guy Carl is going to fall into a volcano somewhere. Because they send him to all these different places. I know. And this a cruel thing uh, angle to it. There's something very cruel. He did a whole thing in one of his specials about obese people, and it made me just physically ill. Oh, really? He, because he's obviously someone who was, uh, you know, who considers himself heavy or was heavy. So he hates things about what was obviously him. It's all kinds of like a misplaced anger. Yeah. And so, and then his whole thing about I cannot tolerate anyone anymore. Not. If you're an atheist, many friends of mine are atheists, but they don't care what you believe or what other people believe. But the people who are actively uh, mocking people's – There's plenty of mocking. Yeah, and they don't even know what they're mocking. It's like I believe there's a spiritual component to the universe. I can't explain – but the whole point of it is like I use the word God on on Twitter. People go nuts. I don't think – the whole point of God is you know, if you read a lot about it, it's like it's a word that describes what you can't describe. 
You know, it's right. like in the Old Testament, Yahweh means I am that I am. It's like that doesn't even – in fact, one of the things that about the Old Testament is there really is – or Judaism in general, is there, there's no, not a lot of specifics sometimes to what they're talking about. Uh, you know, it's like and, you know, God is one basically means – the whole idea of like there's one God, it basically means that uh, uh, whatever the, the uh, people who believe in Islam believe in or whatever – I'm not talking about fundamentalists. I'm talking about the the the, the co- concepts behind it. Was whatever you're sensing is all of, is all the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just seen through your different cultural mm-hmm. eyes. Mm-hmm. So, like someone, like he responded to someone like uh, about God. He goes, "Which God? You know, which God?" And it, it's like that to me indicates a high level of stupidity. Because that's not – we're not saying that there's different God. We're not even saying there's a specific thing. But he doesn't know these angry, mean atheists. They don't know anything about what the yeah. – you can't make the statement. There's nothing scientific about atheism. Zero. Zero science. It's your guess because you see people around you and they die and you figure they haven't come – You know, there's nothing. There's no evidence that you're pointing to. It's just the way you look at – Life makes you feel that there's nothing afterwards. Mm-hmm. You don't know, right. and you've based it on nothing. And since what you're saying you don't believe in isn't even defined by yourself because you don't know what it is that other people believe in, how can you not believe in it? And so to me, it's just uh, a way of people just – I was raised that if someone's – my mother's a Quaker, for example. I've gotten an argument with some people on Twitter, blocked them, because the Quaker religion, people think it's the shake. They don't even know what it is. Quaker religion, there's different sects of it, but it's a pacifist religion. It's a beautiful religion. My mom was Jewish. I was raised Jewish. Right. She goes uh, like and sits in the quiet contemplation every Sunday with a bunch of other people. You don't have to have – uh, you don't have to be Christian. You don't have to be anything. You don't have to believe in any dogma. And I tell people online it's a wonderful religion. They start Googling and, and, and just tell me I'm wrong. I was raised that if people aren't bothering you, you should leave them alone. The way and you res- describe it sounds very nice. Yeah, yeah. well, it is very nice. Yeah. There's nothing and, – and that's – the thing that I have like the my ace, uh, you know, ace in the hole is I know this religion. I grew up with my right. mother going there. Yeah, yeah. You can't tell me what it is or that it's damaging. And so that, uh, to me that, that, that you uh, – you're not, ra- not raised properly to me if you can't respect – People and not if you condemn people for things that you don't that they believe that isn't hurting you, even if they believe something weird, I don't care as long as they're not hurting you. And 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 then they they try to say the atheist now they go, oh no, I don't hate the person, I just hate what they believe in. It's bullshit. It is. You can't make the 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 difference. So that's why I can't stand him. All he does is, and he also is the most insecure. E- egomaniacal guy because he's constantly saying how he doesn't care what other people think about him uh, and then yet he half of his tweets are about that yeah that's and he's horribly unfunny on Twitter I w- that I was gonna say that is it's it's uh, it's disappointing when I'm a fan of someone not, not disappointing but it's you know a, a nice bonus of Twitter I, I look at it like uh, people that I'm uh, you know that entertain me yeah I'm getting free entertainment you know, yes. your uh, tweets are hilarious. I well, love following you on Twitter. I appreciate that. And but you know, I also make the argument you don't have to be funny on Twitter. You know, I, because people always say, "Hey, why don't you get back to the jokes?" I'm off the clock. All right. Yeah. If yeah. I want to be uh, be enraged, I'll be enraged. If I want to say, "Oh, I like I had a piece of pizza that was nice," if I say, "Who's got M and M's?" I'll say anything. Sure. But what? I, but 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 his thing. He should. The the worst thing he does is is uh, talk as himself. Yeah. Because it's just it, it's. It's, it's he's insufferable. He really is. And if you speak to any uh, comics from uh, from 
uh, London or everything. He's he's despised. Oh, he really, really is. <laughs> he's really despised. Can, you, can I get sued for that? Yeah. But I've heard the comics say that he really is a jerk. You know, I've even heard some comics say that he's okay. Like if you go out to dinner with him or, or something, but he so much doesn't care about anybody else but himself. And uh, it's sad to me because I, I, he's one of my favorite people, and I'll never be able to watch him again. And I do know, like I'm going to do the speech in Montreal this year. I, I, I don't have Netflix, so I will watch a whole episode of, of that show. But just the idea of the simplistic kind – the guy's kindness is magic, but yet he couldn't be more uh, nasty in his own life. So uh, you know, it's, a, it's a weird dichotomy. When I told a, a friend at work that I was starting to watch the show Derek – uh, he goes, oh, well, just be prepared. He goes, by the end of it, uh, you'll be in tears. And were you? I haven't finished, so I don't know. But probably not now that I've been warned. Uh-huh. That's usually how that happens. What was it? Is every, every episode is a, a heartwarming trip some, down? Uh, some of them certainly are. Yeah. I okay. guess when it I who knows? Yeah. I'll get well, What's the it. condition that he has? That I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I yeah. can't figure that out. Right. And when you Slow. ask him, when you ask, when you ask him... He'll say, oh, he's, no, he's got no condition. He, it's just, it's weird. No, yeah, he'll say, uh, well, we don't really, you know, it's whatever you think it is. He just has a sweet, a sweet heart, a kind heart. Mm. Too, too nice. Yeah. Too nice. I think that's mm. what the character Well, I'm going to have to watch it so I have more ammunition against it. You mentioned Montreal. When is that? It's, uh, not, this, not next week, but the week after. How prepared are you? Not prepared at all. Not prepared. My wife and I, we just bought a condo. Okay, and a we, comedy condo. It's a comedy condo. Obviously. It's going to be cleaned by the coked-up bartender <laughs> uh, at a club. Uh, but th- by the way, coked-up bartender does not re- refer to current clubs. You know, no, <laughs> no, no, nobody sits. The, it's not the '80s anymore. No, no. Uh-uh. Uh, so we just bought that. Right, we closed, and I've never owned anything, and so we we closed on it, whatever that means. And so it's like, so we're moving right now. Uh, it's my wife's. Uh, Mother's 80th birthday. I just went back east to my mom's 85th birthday. I'm here this week. Uh, her birthday's next week. We're moving. We're packing. And then I do Montreal. So I just want to warn everybody who goes to the speech, it is going to be about three minutes long. And then I'm going to do a Q&A. How long are they normally? An hour. Yes. 45 minutes. It's all new material. Yeah. Or material with quotes. <laughs> so you're not working next week? Uh... Sunday, I go to the Chicago Comedy Festival thing, and oh. I come back on Monday late, and then uh, I go down to San Diego on Friday. So I have three or four. I'm th- every year, I have come here right before yeah. Montreal, mm-hmm. and I tell everybody, I tell Derek, I tell all the comics, get off my back. I've got to work. And yet, I can't not I stay, hang out after the show like a desperate comedian looking for uh, feedback. Yes. It's my fault. It's so much damn fun here. Mm-hmm. Everyone's so great here. Well, I took up some of your time last night. I apologize for that. I didn't leave. It wasn't like you were preventing me from leaving. I was holding court. That's true. <laughs> and by I say holding court, it means dominating the conversation in an obnoxious <laughs> way. Hey, how about more about what I think about things? I like that. How about, how about more about that? I uh, Have you seen... Um, there was a billboard I saw recently because she was performing at a casino in town. Are, are you impressed by Lisa Lampanelli's weight loss? You know, God bless everybody. I'm not a, I am an anti even ever talking about anyone's weight. It's just like one of my pet peeves. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I can't stand. I just I just find her to be unwatchable. I don't like anything, and it's like the fact that she's into this new thing now. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I'm not anti the fact that she's lost weight, right. but I uh, I really couldn't care less one way or the other. I just fa- find her act to be so terrible, like terribly mean. It's like you know. People compare it to Rickles. Rickles, there's nobody in the world funnier than Rickles. They did a great two-hour thing on Spike, a great tribute to him. Yes. It was just the best. Yes. And he's just the king. And so it's so always hard when you talk about people who like – you know, I do this uh, – uh, I used to talk about her because she did – I saw her do a special and uh, she goes, uh, oh, we got a freaking – we got a freaking spick here, she says. Freaking spick. Yeah. So I said to myself – why freaking spick? Is this because she doesn't want to insult elderly racists? Is that it? <laughs> it's like, we loved your anti-Puerto Rican material, but did you have to go blue? I mean, was that one of the network things she was on? You can say spick, a horrible word for yeah. Puerto Rican people, but please don't say, don't, don't use the F word. <laughs> so I don't get, I really don't get it. And that's the whole thing with a lot of these, uh, Making rule like making rules about what people can say or can't say. We, you know, you can't make rules because you'll always have someone like a tell who, in like two minutes, will break every rule about like a, appropriate material. Oh, yeah. But he's hilarious. Yeah. So uh, that's my rule. If you're hilarious, you can say anything you want, and that's why Lisa Lampanelli should stop talking. <laughs> I saw you were in Duluth on Monday. Yes, I was in Duluth. Love, lovely Duluth, Minnesota. You know, I was very surprised. I didn't know what to expect. It is a wonderful town. You'd never been there? I'd never been there. Yeah. And everybody was so nice there. I kept saying, this is a great town. But then they started to give me a look of like, you have, you know, that uh, if you were here in the winter, you'd feel differently. Yeah, I lived there for four years. You did? Yeah, I went to college there. Uh, at at U, U, University of Minnesota? Yeah. And that down the area where this uh it's like a theater uh the zucconi theater it's really nice on the river down there okay yeah and that area is nice what they've done there down, down by the river thing uh you mean the lake is the, it lake. the lake i know that <laughs> hey folks i'm just kidding i know the difference between the river and the lake <laughs> you don't have to tell me yeah that lake Pardon area me. lake view or whatever it's called yeah uh canal park did, that's did where i was i ate at a place uh, called the lakeview cafe it was delicious yeah and i thought it was wonderful it's great uh, on lake superior Yes. Yes. Oh. Oh, so that's why one of the streets was named Superior? Bingo. Is that what is this the is Superior the only lake in Minnesota? Cuz there's five great lakes, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's is Superior, cool. the Nina, the Pinta, mm-hmm. and the Santa Marie. That's five, yeah. Are there really five great lakes? I think so. All right. All right. <laughs> and we'll be back with is people it? who couldn't know less about geography. Is this a test? Or topography? <laughs> or uh I, I and then I, I went I, I went to a swimming hole on the way here. Swimming I just hole. I wanted to say swimming hole. <laughs> yeah, Duluth is. Uh, I I I couldn't wait. I went there for two stints of two years. Never lived there in the summer when it's actually nice, like when you were just visiting in the summertime when it gets above fifty. So I never experienced that. What I experienced was gray skies. But the people do seem nice. Yeah. Do you know that? I, and this is how I evaluate a town. I literally got recognized 10 times, 10 times. What? Walking down the street when I would walk into every cafe. Now, normally, I have to walk into establishments all day long. In and out, in Uh, and out. Yeah, and turn around so everybody gets me, stare at people who might recognize me. (laughs) And it'll happen a couple times. This was like, Duluth was my, this was my city. And I was actually worried 
because I think last night the turnout was a little bit lower because normally I have so many people from Duluth That's come right. down and check my show You're out. Doing that. It, it didn't happen this yeah. this time. You need to stay out of the area. It's ridiculous. <laughs> what am I trying to do? You know, I, I just canceled a gig in Hibbing that was supposed to. <laughs> Grand Rapids out. Yes. <laughs> Grand Rapids too close. Way too close. How close is Grand Rapids? To Duluth, not too far. Uh, is it really? Yeah. I don't understand how I don't understand how geography works. Michigan, it, the, oh, different Grand Rapids. Oh, we have okay, our own. <laughs> we have our own. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. That's why I kept telling these people about a coffee place in the, in Grand Rapids that I love called Madcap Coffee. By the way, everything that I've referenced today, I'm getting paid for, uh, and that's my new thing. I try to, and I get paid five dollars to mention something, so I try and uh, slip in about fifty or sixty uh, establishments. Does this you know? mean, do I get a cut of that afterwards? Or? Uh, I don't know. I have to go to 7-Eleven and uh, <laughs> cash a check, and I'll see. Good luck collecting at a 7-Eleven in Minnesota. Uh, yeah, and then uh, you know what I like is Quiznos. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried a Mercedes? <laughs> have you tried a Cadillac? I rented a car at the uh, Minneapolis airport. I hate to brag, but I flew into the airport. And it was a uh, it was like a Chrysler AWD. I didn't know what the hell it was. It looked like a Cadillac, and I I'm too tiny a person to be in that. Yeah. I got pulled over seven times because the police thought it was a driverless vehicle. I'm in this luxury car, and uh, I, I look like Mister Magoo. But then once I got used to it, you know, they, you look out the back window. They have a fo- they have a photo. They have a video of what's behind you. Yeah. Have you, did you know that? Yeah. Did you know that it's not actually what's behind you? It's like public domain footage. <laughs> From where? Uh, the only thing it can't uh, pick up is a small child. That's the only thing they don't right. have. The, they don't have the technology. <laughs> yeah, you look back. They're- Why are small children constantly running behind my cars? Come on, parents. Maybe it's the candy you have glued to your bumper. Oh, did you have to? I'm did sorry. you have to go? I'm sorry. I just wanted to introduce dynamics. Oh. How am I going to see Derek without Netflix? Do I have to sign up for Netflix to see it? No, you're still talking about Derek, not this Derek, but the other Derek. I don't have Derek. to sign up to, for Netflix to see this Derek. No. That'd be ridiculous. Can you sign up? Like, Is there like a... a, a Free gonna... trial. Oh, you don't have to get upset. <laughs> I, I, uh, come on now. That's uh, that was an announcement of great news. Oh, so in other words, I can do Derek. I can do it on the road. Maybe I'll watch a couple of Derek's this week. It's not on iTunes or anything. It's so that exclusively I on. I got Netflix. Okay, I got Netflix, and it's on Netflix. And there's like 13 episodes. All right, 24 minutes each. Ugh. <laughs> I thought they were shorts. You know what's funny? As much as I like the show so far, uh, they seem longer than 24 minutes. Mm. Maybe I'm fooling. Is it, is it a laugh riot? The show? No. Ah, uh, I laughed. Mm. I laughed. Yeah. yeah. Were you tickling yourself? <laughs> Not as many laughs as last night at Acme Comedy. Oh, nice segue. I'll be at Acme Comedy Company. Uh, how's everybody doing? It's a wonderful uh, Wednesday afternoon in uh, Minneapolis. Uh, Andy Kidler will be at Acme Comedy Company all this week. Uh, two shows Friday and Saturday. Check them out. You mentioned uh, last night I, when we were just talking, I brought it up. The uh, the web series you did, Kids Court. Oh, that uh, um, there are th- t- there are many things that I'm proud of, and there are many things that I'm embarrassed about. I am extremely proud of the last Letterman set. I couldn't be more thrilled, and I am 
thrilled. I am just so thrilled about how that kids court came out. It's me with kids who are I think like anywhere from like four or five to ten or twelve, and uh, it's there. It's actual cases like you know there there's uh, like one case was uh, this kid uh, this door uh, the sister took a picture of her elbow you know like with the crack of her elbow yeah. and then she tweeted it and said it was her or her uh, brother's butt. <laughs> so I was the judge and Josh Weinstein. Who everybody here in Minneapolis knows? He's been he, on this podcast. He played Bernie the bailiff, yeah. which was a puppet bailiff, and that was. Um, I mean, if, without him, I couldn't have done the show because he's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So I kept working off of him, and it just was. It just came out really funny. I, I mean, it came out so funny that we couldn't sell it to anybody. <laughs> That's how good it was. It's so good. It, it should have been on TV. Have you tried Netflix? <laughs> I just signed a deal. Uh, with Amazon, I'm having to have my own show on Amazon, and it's called 20 New 13 Used. What? <laughs> uh, you know how when you buy a bucket, they have 20? Yes. Yeah. And everybody is, uh, who isn't making programming now? Uh, everybody is making yeah. program. Hotmail has a new. Is that right? Hotmail. <laughs> Exclusive presentation from Hotmail. The Hotmail series? Yes. <laughs> For this summer, coming from LinkedIn. Will you tell this from LinkedIn? Will you please tell the uh, story you told me last night about uh, busting the kid on kids' court? What are they doing out there in the outer area? What are they conducting business? Oh, this was my. I'm kidding. Uh, do you think people think I'm really yelling? Everybody, I'm. I'm kidding. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a coward in real life. I hope I haven't hurt your feelings. This was the greatest. I would say. Uh, except for my wedding, and I always have to say that because my wife listens. She's not listening. This might have been the greatest moment of my uh, judge career, uh, judging career. I, this girl was like five years old, and she and, and and she took a picture. Obviously, took a picture of her elbow and tweeted out as her brother's butt. She denies it. She denies it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. How do you know I did it? How do you know I did it? That's all she said. So at one point. I said, I said to her, um, now which arm did you use? She points to the arm. I tricked a five-year-old. I couldn't believe it. She couldn't deal with my level of intelligence. And I celebrated uh, more than I did than when I, I won the 100-meter uh, dash in the Olympics. It was right. unbelievable. I'm a genius, I said to myself. I cracked the case. And her response was? Everyone laughed. But then still, she would still not admit it. She goes, how do you know? How do you know that I did it? Because I pointed to my arm. Just she really was a liar. The kid was a liar. <laughs> she couldn't have been cuter, though. What, what were the uh, – and then how – if someone was found guilty, how were they punished? They were punished by actual uh, juvenile jail. We had the kids – we took them right there to juvie court. And a lot of the kids – like she – uh, had to work in a uh, sweater factory. No, I don't know what I'm saying. No, uh, nothing. Everybody got fabulous prizes. I think the the home version. Yes, a lot of uh, the the if if the if the uh, you won your case, you got turtle wax. <laughs> and then if you lost, you got a silver collection from Michael Cifina. You That's don't right. get that reference, do you? A, a dinette set. Dinette set from Spiegel catalog. <laughs> I, I, I got paid. I was the only person who got paid in the production. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
But it's great. People, I think it's still online. And somebody, if, if uh, like the president of a network is listening to this or a hardware store or something that you're making programming, I would love to be, uh, for you to be involved with this. Maybe, maybe I could be on the Microsoft network. I just had a meeting uh, this last week with the Rabbit Ears uh, channel. Is that right? Yeah. And they liked it, but they said that my uh, show was – the picture was too clear. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm uh, – I have a meeting next week at the dial-up modem, the 56K right? network. And their whole thing is we're bringing you programming nice and slow. <laughs> this, is go- this is gold, I'm saying. Now. Yeah. Re- remember when, you, when we all had dial-up and you wanted to uh, – See a picture online? Yes. And it would t- <laughs> 45 I remember I was having a meeting with a, a, you know, like a development person. They had to call their wife at home and tell her to get off of AOL because in those days, you couldn't both be on at the same oh time. Isn't that unbelievable? Wow. Though, now, now look at us. Now look how great the world is. We've solved all of our problems. Technology is advanced. There's no war. Now you could sit right here or anywhere and get in some Twitter battle with uh, That's anyone. The, I have to apologize to my uh, emotional growth and spiritual growth. Because I – because I – before Twitter, I did – I always procrastinated and uh, tried not to do things and then at, hit deadlines. Now – I, I, I spend too much time on Twitter. It's the the best of times and the worst of times. Who have you been pissing off recently? Um, Opie and Anthony. Not Opie and Anthony. Anthony of Opie and Anthony. Yeah. I don't know if I'm pissing him off, but his fans. His fans. Because he uh, – uh, it's all alleged. I wasn't there when it happened, but he was uh, – I never listened to Opie and Anthony in my entire life. I know that I found it disturbing – that uh, right after the Trayvon Martin verdict, they had George Zimmerman's brother on. Mm. So I, 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 I could tell I didn't like the cut of their jib. So And, of course, I've never been invited to, and would be frightened to go on that show. So uh, Anthony of Opie and Anthony, he was in Times Square, and he says that he was taking pictures of Times Square – and this woman walked into the frame. So who knows what happened? But then uh, she pun- he, allegedly she punched him. And then he went on a six-hour, or well, I don't know how long, tirade. That to me, a Twitter tirade. Twitter a tirade. Where and you know I'll always say, if, if someone fabricated those tweets, that's one thing. But if they didn't, it's it's clear that he's racist. There's no there's no other way to, to ch- slice it. You know, it's like uh, I don't know one person. You know, uh, if you got hit, if I got punched, let's say I wasn't Jewish, but let's say I was Christian, I got punched in the face, and I I'd be tweeting for six hours about how the Jews control the media. You know, it's like you what would it wouldn't occur to me if I had an interaction to then um, extrapolate that out to the to a whole race, right. and that's basically what he does. And he calls her a a savage and an animal, animal and yeah. he should have put her out of its misery. And Ooh. and here's the thing, I could, literally. I couldn't care less if he keeps his radio show or not. I mean, I think it's kind of like re- just a sad state of a, fa- of a statement about people that they don't understand that free speech does not mean you get to keep your radio show. Anybody who signs a contract – if I sign a contract with any uh, entity in show business, there's clauses in there that says I can't run around naked in the street or I can't do – you know that there are things in my private life that could affect – my employment. And that, I don't think, is unusual. That's what keeps you off motorcycles. Exactly. Right? 
But the fact that they're saying, oh, on my, oh, on my pri- in my own private time, I was being a racist. It wasn't on the, the clock. So I couldn't care less if he keeps his radio show or not. But I find it kind of disgusting that these – and first of all, his fans just have, you know, calling me an alt faggot and all these terrible things. And you block them and they're trying to intimidate me and, and it's worked. So, uh, <laughs> But just the idea that uh, you would do the stand with Ant. Why don't at one point someone at least say – and some, some of these comics who were defending him have said it was racist what he said. But most of them are not. He hasn't apologized. He should have fired himself. Seriously, because he's got issues. And I, I see this. I was watching this show, Red Eye, last night, and they had this uh, uh, African-American jur- uh, writer who wrote a book, you know, please stop helping us. Like, you know, the government's been helping us too much. And so he's a right-wing black guy. So, okay. of course, he's going to get play on all these things. Right. But this whole idea that you don't realize that po- there's poverty not just for black people, for anybody who's poor, and that you extrapolate – and then you say, well, no, it's a per- – Race, the definition of racism, if a white guy – like I always say this all the time. If a white guy is a jerk and you're white, you don't say that white guy was a jerk. You don't know his race. Right. But you know always – somehow they always – it's like I, I used to make this joke all the time. About, you know, uh, whenever there's a black comedian who isn't funny, they go, oh, those black comedians aren't funny. Or if there's an all-black sitcom. Well, we tried the black sitcom. It didn't work. But how about all the millions of white sitcoms that suck right. and all the millions of white hack comics there are? Obviously, this guy has an issue with race. It's – you know, it, 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 and, and the thing that they want to say is – uh, it's true. Like some guy tweeted to me, it's true. This is truth. You know, because he's going to say, uh, he's going to point to statistics to say black people commit more crimes, you know, or black people are more in jail or whatever. You know, they're more in jail, but they're also arrested for uh, small amounts of uh, cocaine or whatever the thing. It's, uh, yeah. the, 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 it's, you can't tell me that sla- you know, oh, slavery is over and it's an e- equal playing field. And I just have no patience for people who don't have any sense. Of, it's just like the people who want to. Uh, these little kids who are coming in th- uh, through the border. The right wing is mm-hmm. – they're picking on those kids. It, it, there is a lack of humanity. And when I was a kid, like I never agreed with Republicans, but at least you could say, OK, they have some good points. Now they just turned into the party of pure hate. And and so I, ha- I just have no patience for it. And so um, – you know, I don't care. Again, I don't care if he get, keeps his job or not. But let's all agree that he's a racist. That well, maybe he's not a racist. The things he said. The things he said were racist. Were racist. Yeah. yeah, I am willing to give anybody the benefit of the doubt. That deep down, and I don't even say that the fact that you're racist makes you. You know, you should be shunned from society. You know, I'm. I'm I think the thing that was actually good about the show, All in the Family, uh, was that it showed a guy Archie Bunker who you kind of had to like in a way. Because it showed you that it's not a black and white thing, you know, uh, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. That people have upbringings, they have culture. My grandparents were, 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 you know, were racist, and that doesn't mean you reject them. It just means that that, but it doesn't mean, but but you have to identify what it is and yeah. not and not play around as if it wasn't that. So I'm going to be beaten up several times before Montreal because of this podcast, <laughs> and I will be hiring a security detail. Oh, hopefully, well, if that does happen, uh, make sure that this podcast gets mentioned. You mean at the funeral? Yeah. At my funeral? Uh-huh. Okay. We'll play at the memorial. Please. Andy would have liked it. <laughs> I'm sorry for going on a tirade. Is this supposed to be a funny podcast? <laughs> Don't, you know what? We, afterwards, we throw in fart sound effects on everything you just oh, said. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so. Who doesn't like farting? Me. <laughs> I know. I understand that people fart. Let's uh, keep it out of the public sphere. Why do people constantly 
bragging about, oh, did you fart? Who cares? Someone did. Something should remain left unsaid. You know what, though? My uh, six-year-old daughter, if she hears the word butt or fart, yes. giggles like it's the funniest How thing How old ever. is she? Six. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, was, I, was just, I was just driving home again. I heard you say six. Six. Yes. But you know what? Even when I was nine years old or eight years old and uh, my friends would make uh, you know, fart jokes or something. Just like, 20 years ago. Isn't the, yeah. It was eight years old. I would say, gentlemen, is this really necessary? <laughs> <laughs> I implore you, I said to them. I implore you. Can't we? What are we? Eight. <laughs> Another thing I want to ask you about: uh, what What is But I'm Chris Jericho? But I'm Chris Jericho. He's a he's a professional I know wrestler. Yeah, oh yeah, wrestler. Uh, it's a uh, for la- last year. All of a sudden, Canada Canada loved me last year. They loved me. So uh, I was on the show. I have a lot of friends up there, and uh, and so uh, some of the, my friends who. I have a friend, Gary Rideout, who, who uh, owns a club called The Comedy Bar in Toronto, which is a really great club. And he wrote this. And, uh, and I think it's another case, though, where someone – they had booked somebody, but they couldn't do it. Uh, I think they booked someone from SCTV, but they had some, you know, some illness in the family. So I played his agent, and it was so much fun. Because the idea was that – but I'm Chris Jericho – that he was going to try and make an acting career. After his so wrestling, it's a, it's a sitcom. It's a on? it's a web series. It's a web series. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everything I do now is on the web. I'm just keeping it. <laughs> I'm keeping on the. I don't want to get too ex- overexposed. It's the future, man. Yeah, the web's the future. The future. And also, I'm friends uh, with Heel Ziggler, Heel Ziggler, another great who's a uh, like a uh, was the best wrestler in the world at one point. Dolph Ziggler, his name is. I've been in the same restroom as him. He's the greatest. He peed next to me at the radio station. He here. is hilarious, that guy. No. I'm not kidding you. Really? He, I, I, was, he, he, I was in a club, and I didn't realize that it was, a, that it was him because he kind of like had his hat on and everything. I had no idea who he was, and he made me laugh so hard. The guy is extremely funny, and he tweets me things. On, he tweets things online that are purposely hacky and stuff like that, and it's so funny that people don't get that he's uh, joking with it. Yeah. No, trust okay. me on this. Who, it's amazing that you uh, were you are wrestling. Did this get you into being a wrestling fan? Well, you know, I was talking to the uh, amazingly funny uh, Ron Funches, and Funches was saying, and he's talking to somebody else. They were like going on and on. They grew up with wrestling, and they love it. They just as they, they, if you loved it as kids, you, you love it as an adult. I never liked it at all. You never liked it at all. But I, uh, but I, but it's show. It is show business, and this guy is great, and so. Uh, it's fun for me. I like to meet people in different things, you know. Boy, I would I... love to see them invite you into the ring sometime. Oh, I wouldn't. <laughs> but many years ago, I mean, I've t- told the story thousands of times, so it's uh, well trodden ground. But people thought I was a guy called. Uh... Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Um, who is the name? Uh... Uh... Yeah, so Jameson. 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 Yes. And it just was a total. Uh, misprint on IMDb. You don't look any really much like. Yeah, at his all. name is John Diacamo, and is, you have to be almost like old Jews look alike to think that. But it was the, the thing that kind of made me. It was funny to me for years. I de- denied it, and people kept thinking I was denying it because I didn't want to. I'm not denying any credit. If I did it, I'm happy to report to you. But it wasn't me. Yeah. But so then the, it ends up where we find out who it is, and then the guy says, "Well, I'm a little upset that," and he, he claims that I've been taking the credit from him. What? Yeah, that was his implication. And where is he now? I don't know what he does. Yeah. They interviewed him, but I don't remember what he does. But, I mean, that's wrong. <laughs> like, yeah, I went out of my way to say I was Jameson on the Bushwhackers. 
<laughs> I didn't think you, I'd hear you say the Bushwhackers. I, w- I didn't know either if I wasn't purpose, you know, if they didn't say I was in them. <laughs> there was a show called The Bobby Heenan Show. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know who Bobby Heenan is. And it was actually, I've seen it, it's funny. It's like, it was like, doing, like he was interviewing people. Yeah. So Jameson came on there. Oh, okay. I do. I do. Uh, I'm good friends with the Bushwhackers, though, so no, that's good. Not. No, I don't know if they're around anymore. I are they? No idea. They whack things with their bush. That, that's right. I or think, something. I think that was the story behind that. What uh, What sports do you follow, Andy? I want to talk a little sports. Uh, wow, man, we've been ta- we've been yakking it up. Yeah. And what we always say here on No Lap Track is you're going to get three solidly hilarious minutes out of a 90 minute presentation. That's right. Ninety. Yeah. An hour and two hours. Oh, I like almost every sport. I grew up a baseball fanatic. I was a Mets fan when I was a kid. I love football. Football, pro football is my favorite sport, I think. And then I also like basketball, but only in the play. To me, the, to me, I think it's screwed up that basketball, they let almost every team in the playoffs. Yeah. So there seems to be no incentive during the regular year to play. But I do love the, uh, the playoffs. And I was a huge Knicks fan when I was a little kid, and then I'm, I became a huge uh, 80s Lakers fan. Oh, wow. Yeah, Showtime. I loved him. And I met Magic Johnson at the beach once. Really? Yeah, he was, couldn't have been sweeter. Nice. I, uh, the Knicks. I also did a, a pilot once with John Sally. What? I love him. He's very funny. The Spider. That was his nickname. Spider oh, I didn't know John that. Sally. Oh, he was on Detroit, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he was one of the, the when they were the bad boys. Also, I love tennis, and I'm a huge Federer fan. So and he just lost to Djokovic, but man, right. he I did great. That, yeah. yeah, so I um, the All Star Game is going to be in town here. Also, golf, the majors in golf, I like to watch. Do you golf? No. In fact, there was an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond where we all went golfing, and thank God they cut us from the episode because I couldn't even. It's such a counterintuitive movement, you know. It's not like I can't, you know you want to do it like you're hitting a baseball. Yeah. So. Uh, and it seems very boring to me. My wife wants to do it, but to me, the idea of just like, walking around for 12 hours, it doesn't seem relaxing to me. Uh, so the All-Star Game is coming when? Uh, next Tuesday. Oh, it, man. Just down the street here. Can there be anything less exciting than the All-Star Game? <laughs> I mean, really. the home Maybe the Home Run Derby is fun. Uh, Talk about... I like to watch things that there's no stakes involved. Right. Well, there is in the... Uh, because they get home, home the, field yeah, advantage. All-Star Game. Yeah, home field advantage, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to ask you about one more thing here. And this is, uh, where do I have that written down? Because I can't read it off the top of my head. The uh, Oh, here it is. Did you see this one in the news this week regarding sports? The guy who fell asleep at the Yankees game? Yeah, I was watching that last night on, uh, for some reason, Red Eye was on. I was watching that. Yeah. So he was, they, uh, the game was being, uh, Yankees game was broadcast on ESPN. And the two announcers, Dan Shulman... One of your relatives, mm-hmm. Jews, <laughs> and John Cruck, uh, they were uh, they started saying things disparaging this guy basically because he was sleeping at a Yankees game, and now he's suing. Yeah, the Yankees and or maybe the announcers. I'm not sure, but he's suing. He's suing everybody. He's I think. suing everybody. Uh, yeah, his typo heavy lawsuit says millions of people all over the world were watching when Shulman and Cruck uh, went to work on him. His name's Rector Andrew Andy Rector. Mm-hmm. A, uh, allegedly using an avalanche of disparaging words such as stupor, fatty, unintelligent, and stupid to describe the snoozer. I didn't hear them say that. They Well, they I, I heard them just kind of making fun of him. It says the announcers made numerous false statements at 
at one point even referring to Rector as a fatty cow and not worthy of being a fan. I, I don't know. I didn't hear that part of it. But I don't know. I don't, I, now, what's the typo mean? Oh, just that this guy, I don't know, that, that he's, uh, they're, I guess they're trying to point out that he's not very bright. But the lawyer's supposed to write the thing. Mm-hmm. So he has a lawyer? Because like, uh, I, I always, uh, I learned from my sister, who was an educator for 35 years, that some people just can't spell. Right. So it's not even, a, he could be dyslexic. Yeah. But, but, but the lawyer should have spell check. It's <laughs> not a good lawsuit. You'd think. We would like to soup, we were, we're going to soup, yow, <laughs> and every... Every gobby involved in the urbanization. We were asking for thirty gillion dubers. <laughs> no, I, I I think that uh, I didn't hear the stupor part, but maybe they were just showing things. If they were, it seemed like because someone said that John Cruck is actually makes fun of himself and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I think that if it was, it and seemed, he's overweight. It seemed good natured to me, but I didn't see the whole thing. But you still can't sue over it. Come yeah. on. And the, I heard the guy's a used car salesman. Really? He, that's what I heard. I don't know. But again, you shouldn't get your information from Red Eye. And one, once again, I want to apologize to the nation for watching Red Eye. Ugh. Does the, you stay at a decent hotel here? Only one channel on that thing? No, it was, it was, it's like two in the morning. Oh. Although my friend Andy Levy is on Red Light. Uh, he does like the moderating on it. Yeah. And he's hilarious. But I, don't, I, I can't. It's hard for me to watch the show because the politics are so terrible. What if... What if that happened at an Andy Kindler show where... You... What, what do you mean, what if? You mean people sleeping in the second row? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I made fun of them? Yes. And then they sued me? Yes. Might be a good thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and, and I'm in general, I'm, I'm not litigious. I, I hate, you know, it's, interestingly enough, I'm a Jew who's not litigious. <laughs> I was not, I wasn't in furry that. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> but, uh, no, I think... Uh, what, you know what would be interesting? To find someone at an Andy Kindler show not dozing off. <laughs> but you know what? I always tell the crowd, look, do what you want. You want to, down, you want to download your apps. You want to uh, upload things. Uh, if, you, if you want to Google nearest comedy club <laughs> during my show. You said that last night. I I've been saying that so the last couple of weeks. Hard. That's my new favorite I'm not doing well bit. I love that. So funny. Uh, I don't know. We've taken up plenty of your time. Anything else we should I, be promoting or talking oh, about? Oh, okay. Well, on your mind? I'm on the second season of Marin on IFC. We didn't even mention that. Yes. And I have a big episode coming up with me and Dave Anthony and Eddie Pepitone. Oh, yeah. And, I, I'm, and we're basically in the whole half hour. I can't reveal the details. Okay. And I was just in, I'm in one more besides that. And uh, so... So I'm really thrilled about that. And uh, I'm still doing the voice of Mort on Bob's Burgers. Of course. And then at the end of the year, hence the humor. And then I go on my retirement tour. <laughs> I'm on my half a house tour now. <laughs> yeah. It's going great. <laughs> that half a house was packed last night. I know. I thought you, sometimes there's more people. I guess when you have a bigger name. <laughs> <laughs> Andy? Yes, it's been a pleasure. This has been great. I, this is the second time. The second time I've done it, right? Actually, With you, the third. Oh, yeah. I always love doing this. It's great. Yeah, the third was the early days. We were like ten, like below ten episodes. I think. I was oh, just, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I was just feeling things out then. I'm I'm very happy to do it. I like to hear myself talk, mm-hmm. and uh, even after this is over, I will be conducting my own internal podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.